How you guys doing today? Pretty good. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. That's good. What about you, Julius? You got your coffee? I literally just wake up and I'm not... So you oh, hey, don't Julius. have your coffee? No. Terrible. <clears throat> Terrence is Did figuring out me? his stuff right now. He'll be good to go in a minute. Alright, I might wait on him just because, you know. All right, so where was I in my introductions here? Oh, Julius is here. Mm. Big boy Jonte, Englehart, Nicole. I haven't met Nicole. Hey, nothing important is nothing important here. That's what uh, I Nicole's a, I, I, Nicole's I'm a new a one. Me, I've, yeah. I've just joined yesterday. Bucky invited me. Oh, Bucky? Who? I wasn't aware Bucky was still on the server. No, he said Lucky. Yeah, Bucky. Oh, uh, Bucky. Bucky wanted me to join. He recommended the server. Bucky, Bucky with a B or Lucky with an L? Uh, B. Bucky. <laughs> I'm no, not sure yeah, why Bucky would recommend us. I don't even know a Bucky, but interesting. Bucky okay. knows me and he's not a big fan. Yeah, just don't <laughs> ask anybody about NSYNC and you'll get along with everybody fine. Just... Uh, I mean, it's not on my business, so why would I ask about it? Oh, no, I'm just surprised you'd recommend the space, that's all. Um, uh, yeah. <clears throat> all right, so basically, um, what we're going to do here today is we have three topics we're going to talk about. Um, if you want to find them, you can find them in announcements, but I'll copy-paste them into this chat for us. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so the one will be, that will just be done in order, since it's uh, what the votes showed. <laughs> Um, so first we'll be talking about the question, does gender discrimination exist in Western societies? And if so, what methods should be used to address it? And what methods should not be used? Um, so what we're going to do is um, we're going to have people who want to participate um, nominate themselves in the text chat, and I'll make a little queue. And um, <clears throat> two people, I'll just select two people to go first. And then it'll be point-counterpoint format. And as soon as someone makes a concession, they have to stop speaking and go to the back of the line, and the next person is up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You I'm mainly just here to listen, though. I just think you filthy philosophers have stacked the vote, but let's go. Um, did I? I think I voted for all of them, dude. No, I know, but it's just, it's 10. Oh, no, six, I didn't even vote for any. <laughs> it was five, six, and something else. Before. I'm so not equipped to handle the meaning of life question, but let's do this. Yeah, you are, class. Let's move that. <laughs> All right, so um, we'll just take a little minute. Um, if you guys want to, like, if you're going to participate, like, nominate yourself in the, in the text chat associated with VC, and I'll build a little queue. What about you, Terrence? You, you gonna participate? Uh, no, I'm I'm gonna be handling stream. Uh, I'm setting it up. What about after that? Yeah. Cool. Uh, what about you, Clam? Yeah, well, you guys we... got a channel I can sub to, by the way. Yeah, of course yeah. I'll let you do it. Um, 
gender discrimination, right? You're, you're good on that topic, aren't you, Clem? Sorry, I just let out like a gnarly burp, and I didn't want to do it on the microphone because we're recording. But, Appreciate um, that. Dude. Yeah. So gender discrimination doesn't exist. N or not oh, in the context that most people frame it. Sure, but do you want me to uh, like read you the question? Did you, were you listening? Yeah, I looked at the question. It just doesn't exist. Do, it do, doesn't exist way. at all. By well, the way, not in the context that people frame it in the sense of like, like uh, post-second wave feminism. Like third wave okay, feminism. Okay, so I'm going to put you down on the list. I'm going to put you down on the list, right? Ow. Hey, the uh, YouTube channel is called Nameless Debates Radio, right? Yeah, yep. by the way, um, looking at right. Tavern Tech, not Tavern Tech Chat, uh, King of Round Robin Tech Chat, right above us. So everyone can start talking in there and uh, do their sign ups pretty much in there. So Stacy. What's up? Are you going to participate? I want to hear you. No, I'm timid and confused. Why? No. I'm timid and confused. No, you're no, one of the greatest cop, visionaries of our time. You're up there with Stacey's Cross. On the list. I refuse to be on the list. No, you have to cover. Don't be a bitch. No, I don't. I'll be a bitch as much what? as I want, dude. What about you, uh, Jamie? You should participate. Ugh. Jamie's too anxious. What about you, Atlas? I know you just joined, so you might be a bit disappointed. All right, dude. I might have a technical difficulty because I'm going to be oh streaming from my laptop and I can't talk. It's it's all right. The concern, the concern right now. Wait, what's the topic again? Gender Look, I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been prepping for, I've been. I've been prepping for the meaning of life question here, right? The first two are gimmies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not really much of an expert on gender discrimination. So. You don't have to be an expert. You just have to give your opinion. Uh, eh, sure. Why not? I'll go. How would Why you not? say the meaning of life is actually a gimme, which you must define what you mean by life? You say you what can't you just mean. ask that yet, Atlas. We're dealing with yeah. it in the event. You want to yeah, we have, dude. I, we have to go one by one. He's like so much thinking, it's a give me on that one. I thought that's such a profanity that nobody would ever get. Well, look, so let's death. talk about it. So you want to participate? Uh, of course, it'd be fun. Okay, so what, what a yeah, but like, we're, not, we're not on that question yet. or. Uh, no, tavern no. no, there's no, there's no timer. There's no rounds. As soon as you concede a point, you stop speaking and go to the back of the line, and someone else is up. So it's just a continuous clusterfuck until somebody concedes. Yeah, and I mean, if you don't <laughs> concede to a point where you should concede, then somebody will I'll, I'll just tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Active mind. What about you? You're gonna play today. Like that is a no. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, sorry, All right. dude. Um, uh, we might stop. Sorry, man. I was just listening. I've just jumped in, but it's like two o'clock in. Falling asleep. Oh, good, dude. Oh, good. Next time. Next. Here's time. somebody talking, but it's very quiet. Fair enough. Yeah, he is a bit like that. All right. So, um, I am. No, Atlas is in. Atlas hasn't shut up since he jumped in the chat. So, Atlas. You know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Uh, I think. So uh, Atlas and... don't speak for me because I already did say I would. So then, why didn't you tag your name in the chat? 
Because I just got just, here. He Nobody told me like, to. He did I, I know. Like. I know. I know. But I'm just, just hitting that, 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 that he should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. participating. That's all right. I've already, I've already got him on the list. I'm new anyway, to listen. Server, but I will participate. Yes, We're yeah, gonna, I get I'm, I'm gonna, wait, just, All right. Guys, round of applause for Monopoly. Hello. It's Monopoly, just for correction. Sorry, I'm half drunk. It's all good. Did he say he was going to participate? Yep, he's in. He's new to the server and he's all in. Awesome. All right, so first up, I think what we have is Atlas and Classless. So I'm going to read the motion again, just to refresh our memories, and then I think uh, Atlas should start first. Does gender discrimination exist in Western societies? And if so, what methods should be used to address it, and what methods should not be used? Oof, I thought this was just a continuation of everyone to speak. I'm first? Goddamn. Yeah, you're first, Atlas. Come on. Bot there. Uh, I see how it is. Infink. I see how yeah, it is. All right, he all right. had so much to say before. Well, on some a different topic. This is a completely different topic. Uh, give me, We're give moving me. towards the other so, topics. Uh, right, towards um, Western, specifically, um, gender inequality, correct? Mm, yes. All right. Um, I do believe there is a form of certain gender inequality. Um, some of it, uh, without given too much into it, maybe a certain form of a justifiable type of inequality towards those standards of uh, what some people claim of uh, men normally work a little bit more rigorous or uh, more hours or a little bit more for their career than a family type of thing, those type of uh, points. Uh, I'm just trying to keep this very short because I know a lot of people want to talk. Um, I, I do believe that there's a certain just generalized form of equality that if we all work together for a mutually beneficial cooperative future uh, we can achieve regardless of uh, feminine or any other type of rights and sense of equality basically all you really gotta say mm -hmm. and just um just to jump in uh, i think we'll take a cue from atlas's rule book and we'll say if you want to jump in while the other person is speaking say if i may and wait for them to stop speaking okay. oh I, all right i was gonna use the classic uh, sir 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 um, no but if, I, if I may, you you addressed uh, the first part of the question, yes, uh, but it also follows up with, and if so, what, what methods should you choose, or what methods would you use to address it, and what methods should not be used? Well, I, I actually did kind of give a generality of that. Um, but, 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 but methods, you, you gave a, kind of more of a strategy, strategy than a specific method or tactic. Because um, yes. I would agree with the initial statement that gender discrimination exists in Western societies, regardless of which gender you're talking about. We don't even need to get into the specifics of that. Of course. The question then is, if so, what methods should be used to address it and what methods should not be used? Now, I'll say with that is it's a little bit of a, uh, lack of a better word right now, like it, be it that there's so many different ways you could apply certain methodologies, but it depends on uh, your reasoning, your intent, and if you see the ends justify the means. Be it um, in that sense, what we're trying to do is almost come to a certain sense of a utopian society, which many would uh, disagree. Be it that it's almost impossible to become to a, a utopian, but that would be a form of this type of equality. If, of, if I may, of course. I feel like you're dodging the question still. You haven't delivered a specific, uh, any kind of, even not even a non-specific method. Well, that should be I'm, I'm kind of lame. I understand. Because okay. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with your apprehensions, but that's not the concern here. So what method should be used to address it? Uh, the, we we can start with that one first. Uh, now, if we disregard certain, um, 
uh, I will say immoral um, methods, be it the ones where we would just kill off people who would disagree with certain things. Um, it would just take a slow uh, phasing of our youth, be it teach our youth better, uh, try to have better programs that are, uh, I guess, some type of, I don't like to say safe uh, spots or same of the sorts, uh, be it safe places. I believe the safe places are very bad in certain cases, but a safe haven type of thing, uh, allowing people to go to uh, just be in a better place. And I believe even schools should have certain safe haven schools in certain areas uh, would help out with these kind of, I guess so what would you would call you, it gender. If I may, if I may, okay. you're arguing for a, a, an isolation and exclusion of certain ideas from certain individuals. You're not arguing for a more open and uh, inclusion of all ideas. If some ideas um, are viewed to be um, not uh, worthy of individuals' ears, you would remove those people from those words. I'll say it like this. Be it, I, I would want to try to give way from the traditional perspective and allow the um, more of the progressive to uh, kind of be the pathfinders for the future. Uh, step aside of the kind of more of the elders who have had their chance if frankly if kind I, of fucked up if i may i feel like you're 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 framing it there against me by calling it a traditionalist form and appealing towards the progressive because i would actually argue that you're being more re regressive as it were um the idea of saying we're going to isolate these ideas because they're not worthy of acceptance is not a progressive idea at all it's been used all throughout history for power structures to uh, suppress opposition and that goes for the left the right the religious and non-religious well, of course, but that's now your perception of that basically progressive. So, aspect. so, uh, so that's, if I, I may, think that's if, a concession. No, nope, that's a concession. Oh, uh, Alice, oh, back right. at the queue. Um, and Stacy. Wait, wait, what's the rule though? I didn't. The get rule is, uh, yeah, the rule is, uh, as soon as you concede on a point, you have to stop speaking. Looks like Stacy's left us. So, Monopole, you're up. All right, where am I at specifically? Sorry. Um, classless, would you like to reiterate what you said about Atlas's position? Um, start from Atlas's, or do you want me to re-answer the question kind of deal? Uh, just, just express what you said, because the idea is for them to try to follow on. Um, uh, fuck, what was Atlas's last point? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm Atlas, still trying to see reiterate first. Uh, no, okay, so Atlas said something about, um being progressive and you said actually the oh, strategy he advocated yeah. for was regressive because it involved isolating ideas which is yeah, not so, a good strategy yes yeah, so so the but idea that's not here necessarily is that it's not uh, progressive atlas, that progressive form. This, atlas you gotta it let doesn't seem yeah it doesn't yeah. seem consistent with progressive ideology that's the point monopole would you like to uh, pick i got that you up? Sure. So when you say that it's regressive rather than progressive, typically when I hear these terms, what people tend to mean is for progressive, they want, want to move our understanding of something forward um, to a new way of looking at things. And regressive, you want to go back to a previous way of acting or, or looking at things. And so when you're talking about uh, gender equality in the in the West, right? That's what we decided. Um, mm -hmm. The regressive position would be the one that tends towards the, the previous state of things. And the previous state of things for women up until relatively recently has clearly not been uh, a 
as equal as their position is now. Um, if we were to talk about what a regressive course of action would be, then... So, no, go ahead, sorry. If we were to talk about what a regressive course of action would be, what we would be looking at would be things like reinstating the policy that a woman cannot have a bank account without a male co-signer, for example, which was a relatively recent recent thing that has since changed. That's not the, the way that it is now, but that would be a regressive policy would be to go back to that. If you're- uh, So if I may. Yeah. If I may, that's not what I addressed as being regressive. What I addressed as being regressive was the method that Atlas chose to put forth as a way of uh, reconciling these gender inequalities. And his method, one of his methods was the suppression of specific ideas or, um, you know, not engaging in specific ideas, isolating ideas from individuals. Um, that is the method. So I, I am I don't have any problem. You just outlined a method through which should not be used, which I made no statement to for against. I was neutral on prior to you mentioning it. Um, but you did not really address a method. Uh, the, sorry, you did not really address the specific method that I'm saying that, uh, of what Atlas was defending of what should be shouldn't should be used to to do these. I, my issue is that the the method is regressive, not the idea of like if those individuals are putting forth right. the idea. I don't think that they should Yeah, I don't think that. So I, I don't agree with their idea. I would also label their idea as regressive because, yes, saying like, oh, we should do this. We should go to this point in time where women couldn't own property. That's entirely regressive. That's historically regressive, linearly regressive. It's regressive in this argument. It's traditionalist. It's in no way something I would defend. But if your um, your uh, solution to that problem is to um, isolate ideas and not address them in a rational, open and critical manner, then you're being regressive as well. It's a tad hypocritical, I guess, is my point. Okay, would you mind giving me an example of an idea that is not being addressed? An idea that is not being addressed? Sorry, in what manner? Well, you were saying that the solution that was being put forward was to isolate ideas and not address them. And I'm just, I'm just looking for an example of an idea oh. that... Well, no, that, that was Atlas's proposed solution, proposed method to, the, to, um, to addressing gender discrimination. Just one of, by the way. That is to isolate the bad ideas um, and just not talk about them. Okay, I definitely wouldn't agree with that position. I could give you um, an example of something that I would put forward as a method if, if that would have saved Yes, and please do. If please I may, do. Just so, it was also isolation and assimilation, just saying, but yeah, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> okay, so what I would, one thing that I would put forward as a method, and this is something that is happening, is uh, things like, and <clears throat> this is a fairly cliche answer, but things like greater representation in media. Um, if you're looking at something like uh, employment in STEM fields, for example, there's the effect of after, um, sorry, it, it's a uh, Mulder, I, I the believe. Scully effect. The Scully, the Scully, the Scully effect, yeah. Uh, <laughs> look at something like that, where when we give people uh, something to look up to that uh, gives them the indication 
that they can occupy a role that traditionally they would have been kept out of. I think that's a very positive thing and a very positive way that we can uh, sort of address the cultural side of this problem. Okay, so I can... Mm, all right, I'm glad you brought up the Scully effect. Let me test this argument. I'll try to do this in real time. Um, I, in the least condescending way possible, I find it a tad vacuous that now, now I guess if you're going to introduce individuals, like you're expanding the mechanism through which individuals can be introduced to this field, but I don't know necessarily if that has an inherent value over the idea that like just because people are going to be interested in it based on what they saw in a glamorized and over exaggerated version of what that field is i don't think that's a fair representation of like how many more people then dropped out of that field because they didn't know what they were getting into because their inspiration was someone who looked like them going into the field and not something of genuine interest Well, what I'm trying to address with this example and this method is specifically the cultural, the cultural idea that there are specific roles for men and women that men and women should occupy, uh, which is something that I would argue is still in play today and is largely what is driving inequality rather than specific legislative um, obstacles. So what I would try to address is not necessarily, what I'm trying to do is not necessarily give someone yeah. um, an accurate uh, depiction of what a particular job entails. What I'm trying to do is uh, present someone with the possibility that they can occupy a role that they so, may traditionally have been uh, indicated, it may traditionally have been indicated to them that they shouldn't or uh, can't occupy that role. So, if I may, um, are you not putting the chicken before the egg or the horse before the cart? There um, is is art imitating life or is life imitating art in this situation? Now you just said like they wouldn't have had the opportunity to to necessarily like see themselves in that role. Well, just because they're not represented in that role, is that um, reflective of the idea that they're not interested in that role? Is that role portrayed in media and in culture as being primarily a male role because males take up that role? Or is it that we portray it that way and that's why females don't take up that role? It is because a male is filling a space, make that space exclusively um, anti-female. Well, we can look at the, the past state of things. And some of these roles, specifically in, in STEM fields, uh, were entirely male-dominated. Um, that has, has changed over time. And as that has changed over, uh, over time, we can look at uh, the cultural depictions of that field over time. When you look at something like specifically the, the Scully effect, 
the reason yeah. that Scully is unusual as a character was at that time, FBI agents were generally depicted in the media as all, all being men. This is uh, something that it's very difficult for you to place yourself in a, in a role so, uh, that you have never seen someone like you in. So if, if I may, the, the, once again, it's still kind of chicken before the egg there, which is what I'm asking you, you to address because, because we could all easily say that, um, okay, we, we didn't have many women in science. So let, let's say if I were to attribute, I, I would agree that I think we could both agree that there has been, there is more women in science than there used to be. Now I would attribute that to economic growth and cultural evolution overall in terms of um, women being able to have more opportunity for legal reasons, but also because of economic reasons, because of general progressive ideas in culture and society where th those ideas are being put forth, but specifically the representation in media. Now, I think the call for the representation of women in media could more likely be the result of that there are more women in science now that is the result of the, um, let's call it the growth in wealth of society uh, and the more opportunities afforded to the individual based on technological advance than I would of this over the Scully effect. But if that were the case, then we would expect, for example, um, at other points in history when we've had um, high economic growth for there to be high rates of, for example, women participating in STEM fields and, and things like that. Actually, if, if, well, I, I could give you another example of where the gender roles got flipped on their head based on the examples of economic growth or, or, or a new, you know, environmental paradigm being shifted. When, um, when the early settlers in, in Quebec in, in Canada or Upper Canada, as it was called at the time, came in, there was a, a shocking uh, revelation to the crown back in Britain and France where they realized that when they came over here, they sent their governors over here. The, the women were massively more educated than the men because the men were entirely responsible for having to go out and work in the fields. And there wasn't as much actual home, you know, house kind of work and women tended to stay near the home where people who had knowledge and intelligence tended to be. So there, there was a higher education amongst women in the beginning of this early settlers in that region out of environmental circumstances. And it had you know, nothing to do with a, a form of gender discrimination or a representation of, it was environmental circumstance entirely outside of those paradigms. So sorry, I'm not sure that I see how that's comparable to what we're talking about with Western society as it exists now. Well, it, it, the, the, the technological advance that I'm saying is as why women would have been more introduced to science now as we evolve technologically and as the individual is more empowered with technology uh, on, a, on a singular level. Um, you, you see other times in history where you had a technological booms and advancements, like you had, you know, um, the, uh, w the industrial era starting in the, the, when we were doing the settling and the invention of the steam engine and whatnot, all these new revelations around how to farm and how to break up land, agricultural revolutions. Um, the entire structure of the system over here was a political revolution as it were. Um, we've got these ideas that are creating new environmental circumstances under which women are then put to the forefront of academia or in higher levels of academia than the men. And that wasn't the result of representation. It was the result of their environmental circumstances around them. So do you think, for example, um, the, like, as I mentioned before, 
for example, um, women being able to open a bank account on their own without a man co-signing. Do you think that things like that might be an example of the sort of things that have led to greater female participation in those areas of the workforce that they otherwise wouldn't wouldn't have uh, previously? Uh, no, I think that something like open allowing women to open up bank accounts would very much allow them to. But I thought we were addressing the representation method. If we're going to go back to that one, I agree with you. I'd, I'd have to concede. Well, I guess what I'm I guess what I'm trying to get at is that you're arguing that the reason that women are more represented in those fields now than they used to be is because of changes in society and changes in economics and changes in technology. Yeah, like, for example, like you said, practical policy, like allowing women to open up bank accounts or allowing women to go to school. So do you think that it might I, be... I'm kind of specifically attacking you on the Scully effect right now. So, yeah, I, I think that was a concession. Um, it sounded like a concession. Um, so what I'm going to do, Monopole? From who? Um, From me? <laughs> no, no. Like, I, I don't... I, need to I, go think, get a drink. I think the, the, the attack seemed valid. Um, I didn't hear a refutation. You, if you like, Monopole, I can give you, like, one more chance to quickly get get that out of the way, but it sounded like a valid criticism. No, actually, I, I think I will concede on that. Okay, awesome. All right, so, uh, God damn it, Stacy's left again. David, are you there? Um, I'm here. Okay, so do you, are you following the conversation, since I know you're fucking... Um, yeah, a little bit. All right, um, do you, would you, are you capable of picking it up and participating? Um, I guess so, but I don't have anything I disagree with Classless about, so... <laughs> so David concedes on the spot. <laughs> um, all right. That's um, all right. I guess I'll, I'll come back well, to hold you. Hold on, hold on, David. Did, did David any contestant to um, what uh, Monopole was saying or Atlas was saying? Does Atlas have anything to elaborate on? Are we at the bottom of the list already? <laughs> not quite. We have, yeah. we have, we have nothing important here. Um, yeah, do you wanna... Oh, sorry, nothing. Sorry. For the most part, like there's just kind of a little bit of semantics. Some people may sound. Like each other yeah, but the semantics are the my favorite part. Let's do this. Yeah, but that one's a bad question. That's been over so many times. Okay. So I think it'd be best um, to move on. So are you saying none of my ideas just, are just original? One sec, guys. One sec. Um, so did you want to jump in nothing important? Is that somebody's name or me? Yeah, it's 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 his uh it's his name. Okay. Maybe he's <laughs> at the moment. It's possible. Um all right. Uh what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna nominate Atlas then. Atlas, take it up again with classes. You goddamn cack. <laughs> Bring me my fucking sacrifice. Let's get this shit started. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's so it. we're still going on gender discrimination, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Correct. Um, propose right. uh, to me a method. Should we start up a new point on it, or would you like to continue on with my initial? Because I wasn't truly able to fully give out my... I, I'm okay no, you with, your, you, you I'm okay with you bringing it back. Yeah, please go back. Yeah. All right. Um, what what I was kind of trying to originally get to was a certain, not full segregation, be it that towards a certain, and nor full progressivism, be it you guys were trying to say towards a uh, traditional aspect, be it segregation is towards traditionalism normally. Um, but of course, with 
Sorry, Atlas. Atlas, uh, turn up your sensitivity or move closer to your mic because you're cutting oh, yeah, out sorry. the beginning and end of every one of your sentences. Yeah, my mic's Yeah, turn up the well. ASMR for us, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> um, no, but in, in generality, I, I think everyone just works together in these certain type of just I want to call them good old boys who wants to stick onto the past, be it what a lot of people try to define as traditional type of aspect of person. Uh, these people, uh, I don't wish to segregate, uh, but try to kind of slur that, but segregate, uh, I but more so assimilate possible, give it, like I said, certain programs, uh, certain kind of like, I kind of like the idea, but forget who exactly it was, mentioned something to do with the uh, media and social media. Uh, that'd be a great thing as well. Um, I, know, I, I feel like I attacked that one thoroughly, but I, I don't disagree with your other points. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just in general, I think if we just that's why I think this one's kind of already been dead. Is we're beating a dead horse. We all kind of agree we just need to work together for a better fucking future. <laughs> but none of us wants to. We're too petty and egotistical as humankind. We still instead of saying we're human uh, race, we're, we're trying to say we're the European race, we're the black African. Can I propose? Topics. Well, I was gonna say, can I propose a method, and a method that should not be used? Well, just just quickly, I, you can do that uh, before we move on. Definitely, I just want to check with everybody on the list to make sure nobody else has anything they wanted to say because maybe they do. Um, Clam, are you do you, are you interested in uh, chiming in? Even Julius Julius can probably get me here. Come on. I'll say this, definitely not use uh, genocide nor eugenic. Uh, but I, I think most of, not everything, but most of anything else is on the table. Kind of. <laughs> All right, uh, nothing important. Did you want to jump in? Um, I'm, you might, uh, might be a bit... Uh, no, I was wondering if I was called for because I was gone for a minute. And right as I got back, I heard AFK, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... So we're just we're just sort of like looking for closing remarks on this topic, I guess. Um, I, I believe yeah, everybody any remarks were their closing remarks. I'm not gonna lie; like this was a pretty pointless topic. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm I not think even, wait, dude. I have not. I have well, not even gotten fucking started oh, here, Atlas. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no but, but I'm saying though, everybody oh, is so far agreed with you. We all kind of agree. So, that's so like, wait, it's, it's the gender discrimination thing, right? That's yes, correct. Sir. Yeah. There is, there is currently um, cultural and societal, like you understand that there's still cultural and societal discrimination, right? Classes. So on we're arguing. We're not yeah, yeah, yeah. Of. We're arguing. We're arguing methods. Uh, right now, uh, we've I've agreed on the discrimination. I've agreed on methods should not be used. What we broke down to so far is a method that should be used is something along the lines of uh, the Scully effect. Don't do media representation. Kind of that was my mistake. You, no, no, but that's, might, that, that's where yeah, those okay, so there's there's a problem here. There's a you problem, can, right? E, e, so either you can address the Scully effect, uh, you can argue for the Scully effect being valid, or you can propose a new method that should be used, or a method that should not be used. Well, there's I think there's other discrimination. So you said you've acknowledged discrimination, but there are methods and factors of discrimination that I think you've missed. Uh, that's not it's not relevant. Uh, might be core to my argument. I, I, when I say I acknowledge discrimination in the West, I'm not arguing. If we, I guess we can argue the different types. Do we're going to argue the semantics of discrimination in the West? No. Well, I guess the point is like there, are, there are things other than the Scully effect. Like something I'd raise is 
because I need to kind of like lay some framework for my argument if I'm going to make it right. I can't make it just necessarily. All right, all right. I'll I'll let them I'll let like, them climb so, yeah, up so on the top of the hill like for a second here. Right. What's that, <laughs> Julius? He wants you to elaborate. Lay it out for me. Lay it out. Yeah, I'm. This is what I want to do. I actually like. I'm just essentially like there is things other than just like. Uh, um. So I, w- I was reading some stuff on this recently. Are you aware that um there's effectively discrimination with um uh per- what's called personal protective equipment. Within uh, personal protective equipment that police officers use, that uh, firefighters use, security forces use. Yeah, I, I um, can easily see that. The, the, the standardization of any form of equipment yes. is going to result in outlier, standardization outlier, is outlier cases, but it's always going to result in outlier cases. But society, no, it, it doesn't actually result no, no, in outlier society, cases. Society has instituted requirements for uh, on the provincial level and the federal level in Canada and the federal level in the United States, and I'm pretty sure in Australia as well, too, that require people to make those concessions and specific needs met to without, I believe the legal term is undue stress or undue harm. I'm not sure what you. I'm not sure what that means because I believe that the equipment is still designed. If there's an if yeah, but if there's an outlier case and it costs extra money, for example, okay, let let's say let's say I work in a place that requires me to wear safety goggles, PP, any form of mm-hmm. PPE that you're talking about, I have to wear safety goggles. But for some reason, whether it's uh, ethnic or cultural or maybe even my my, I have a medical condition that makes my head larger than normal. Let's go with that. Then I need a custom version of these. PPE goggles to wear, then the government actually legally requires that my employer provide that extra standard of care under a variety of acts across a variety of Western nations. So that's that's the point is, is this is something that was being missed, and it's not an outlier case. Being another gender isn't an outlier. Being a woman is not an outlier case. That's generally quite a normal well, thing. Could you name and the problem? Is it? So what's what an mean? example of PPE that is that is an outlier case or ignored? Actually, actually, just the vests themselves. Generally, tactical vests um, are not are built. They are designed off a male male standard body. This is this is my point. The actual design specifications of them are male standard male body sizes. They aren't designed with women's chests. And they, all they do when they get women is generally order. Light. They don't have gendered clothing in these fields. They don't have this is designed for women's bodies. They only have the one design. I, so meaning this, that it, they actually result going in higher into, fertilities for women so without going into anecdotal though like in my experience you're, you're oh, i can wrong. i can pull up the data on this in which country uh in a number of different countries uh a really good one which i didn't get to was um actually specifically um crash tests uh crash test dummies are based on the male body Whoa. standards and that results across generally across the world and there's a number of good uh studies on this um Cars are about they're, they're cars are much more dangerous for women. Driving cars is actually something like I forget what percent, but yeah, they are something like seventy percent more likely to receive an injury as a result because cars are designed around standard male bodies. Okay, and at what point was this acknowledged, and at which point has it been addressed? It's acknowledged, but it's not. There's not actually anything being doing done about it. All right, give me one source, and I'll concede. How about instead we move to asking you what <laughs> method you think should be employed to deal with it? Oh, I I think that we like we should like as a as, as essentially fifty percent of society like um it should be that like the government should be legislating that these companies can't like they must kind of um 
design, they they must actually be able to provide uh, sufficient, like at least close to equivalent levels of safety, right? So with like, they can design crash assumptions around female bodies. They can do these testings. It's I know it started to be done in Europe, but it's something like um something like well, only two percent of all tests have to be done well, around our female but, crash test dummies. That but that was kind of the argument that I put forth is you said that you're isolating it to this crash crash test dummy situation, but in, in many circumstances where it, let's say that all of your standardized equipment that a company buys is meant for male bodies, and then they manage to hire a woman. If that woman, they're legally required to provide the specific equipment that is fit for her. But this specific now, equipment if, doesn't you're, exist. You're addressing you're addressing a deeper level where the company that produces the equipment is not addressing. Yes. So no, I think that's a problem, and so I think if, the, if, and I now agreed. And this is uh, you. Let, so, let's uh, okay, try I'll, to use I'll, if I'll I may, guys. No, no, I'll concede. Yeah, sorry, if I may, I'll concede because I did try to contest him on his minuscule form of gender discrimination here I'm and, look, I, no I, I, I don't I don't think uh, yeah, alright well classless listen with the concession that, that was a bit uh, condescending and no because there's a number I, of different I things did, and I, I did contest look, Julius, Julius, I, Julius we're I, not going to get into that I uh, it's a concession it. yeah it's a concession it and through. he was a bit condescending about it um, next up <laughs> <laughs> next up uh, I'm going to look to is Monopole still here? Did you have anything else to say, Monopole? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, what about you, David? Did you want to actually have a crack? Or are you still disoriented about what's going on? Um, I don't know. I mean, that would depend. Um... <laughs> I think you answered my question. What about you, Atlas? That's it? If, if I may. Sure. <laughs> Julius rolled back the clock to the first part of the statement and got me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was done with that part of the statement. All right, I'm just going to quickly poll the crowd. Anybody who Should hasn't officially signed up want to jump in before we swap topics? Uh, this will be last call for gender discrimination. I'm trying to find the article. I know I linked it to you in sync. No, no, you, you got it, man. Like, it's not even about that. Like, we agree on the fundamentals of the question. I just shouldn't. It was my mistake rhetorically for, uh, for contesting you on, on your initial statement. Sure, I just still want to link the article. Mm -hmm. Some of the articles right, so... should. <laughs> you just got to salt the wound, eh? <laughs> so, look, uh, as we're transitioning topics, the next, the next topic will be, is abortion acceptable or desirable? And if so, what are the limits beyond which it is unacceptable or undesirable? And why these particular limits rather than any others? If you would like to chime in on that topic, please tag yourself in the text chat. Uh, are so you looking for a pro-choice argument? or Anyone. I'm looking for any opinion. Any person who has an opinion wants to stand their ground. Uh, yeah, of course, Columbia. Um... Come on, guys. Can we just opt in to uh, change the question completely to a brand new one? You can argue for that if you like. All right. Who wants to argue about changing to a new question of what that question should be? I'm, I was fine with the Well, I think Julius, I mean, is no te Julius technically has the floor. Um, oh. Go for it. So it's Julius versus Atlas then. Ah, oh, God oh. damn it. I walked oh, into boy. this one. <laughs> Come on, let's go, big boy. Wait, so what? You want me to talk about what? Insync? I don't know. Insync's forcing us into this. He just wants content. 
<laughs> what, you want me to talk about abortions? Um, here, honestly, here, just to be nice, I'll actually tell you, since Ben was nice enough to be the only one to actually send me what it's all about, uh, this one is exactly, is abortion acceptable or desirable? And if so, what are the limits beyond which you um, or desirable? Just to, just to clarify, um, like I tagged it, I've like posted it repeatedly in King of Round Robin text chat. It's pinned there. Um, it's not exactly hard to find. I'm new to the server, though. You mean he's not picking on me. No, I'm fucking with you. No, but yeah, that's the, the question. I, I actually did repeat it, dude. I will I repeat it I more you. clearly for everybody. Is abortion acceptable or desirable? And if so, what are the limits beyond which it is unacceptable or undesirable? And why these particular limits rather than any others? Mm. And again, if you would like to jump in the queue, please uh, tag yourself in the text chat. All right, yeah, Alice, yeah, I guess so. It's a beautiful glitch I, in the Matrix there. Julius, yeah, would you um, like to go? I, Sure. I think that abortion is mostly acceptable and desirable. Um, I, I would say it's completely acceptable uh, in most cases and largely desirable for society. It generally, I, I think it functions as the well-being of society. And the cutoff point that I'm I'm usually comfortable with, the local cutoff point, where I think it's around um, 22 to 24 weeks uh, in most states in my nation, that seems, that seems to be the total... Uh, what society can most tolerate, whether or not I necessarily agree with that, that seems to be the um, that seems to be the like the most uh, reasonable position we can take is that they do seem to be problems with late term abortions in which they can actually like exist outside. Like some people would argue that's very similar to a premature birth. But before that, it's it's a very grey area. That's, so that seems like an a fair like on the safe side in terms of kind of a point. But other than that, abortion just to keep it simple. They don't particularly cause they they cause far more good for society than harm. Like so bringing a child into a world, sure. Uh, when you say uh, the benefit of society, uh, would you say this kind of appropriate form genocide, be it or um, basically being able to kill uh, the offspring, is the benefit? Uh, be it for like kind of population control, is what you're saying, or where exactly is no, society? I'm saying that um. Overall, there is more well-being in society as a result. I, I can understand a personal benefit, be it towards you know, incest, um, other medical benefits, or just a personal choice. Uh, but societally, the only thing I could truly deem would be some form of that population control. Um, well, I think there's other things. Um, so you could say it's like uh, I'm, I'm measuring well-being on a society level, and that also takes in individual metrics, right? Um, so, for example, like in a lot of places where abortion becomes criminalized, abortion still occurs, but then women go to like more illegal doctors and stuff, like like kind of like back alley doctors, more illegal stuff. Um, one, they they risk themselves like legally, and then they and it's being performed in like not safe environments, not safe stuff. Yeah, it's it's generally unhealthy for them, and it's unhealthy for other people. It um, yeah, it it it, it lowers their well being and it lowers the kind of yeah, there's more crime, there's more except like you can see on a societal impact how it doesn't benefit people. Um secondly to that, there's like a lot of cases where in most cases in abortion it's you can understand, like bring bringing a child into a, let's just say like it's a let's just say like someone's a teenager or like yeah, like bringing being a teen mother, like is what kind of life is that child gonna have? Is that mother gonna be single? Um I don't think we can 
it's it's reasonable to expect based on other data that that child will probably not necessarily have the best life for especially for the early stages of his life meaning that bringing large amounts of children into the world in these kind of cases would result in the overall well-being of that society being lowered it would, would create an underclass in that society it, it seems kind of like I'm saying uh, you're agreeing with it, but you're not saying you even said specifically at first that it's a benefit society. And you gave a couple examples and said how these are not benefit society to the point of uh, if you abort a baby, uh, kind of again, to a, even a small scale factor, even within a family, you're having a certain form of population control. You don't want more than what you can handle, and that's what they're doing. Abort. I wouldn't describe it as population control because. Um... Whether or not, because it's not like we have a shortage of it's not, we're not doing it for population control reasons. It's not shortage, it's, it's abundance. That's why we're controlling population. Oh, it's not necessarily for abundance. It's just, um, it, it could literally just be because that person's not emotionally ready. It could be because that person's not. I don't see, there is no, I see no reason to force them to have, to force them to continue with the pregnancy, to force them to have the child. I see no I valid reason. That, right? Uh, we, I think, believe it in the beginning, we both already agreed, rape, incest, uh, things like that type of stuff. No, actually, no, I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm for it in cases outside of that atlas. Oh, no, as well, but I'm saying, though, like, specifically the base cases we both agreed on uh, were kind of defining both of like the larger aspect of this uh that yes but world. i'm but i don't i am for if people if a person wants an abortion up to x amount of weeks i'm fine i don't they they just need to demonstrate their sound of mind and that that is the only criteria as long as they're informed uh, by a doctor and sound of mind that's like that's the only criteria yes so regulated pro-choice essentially okay um, uh, which I, well, I limit like very low level regulated pro choice. Yeah. So what was the atlas? I said which I believe we both already agreed on, but now I believe now the regulations is where we're kind of been arguing about how it should be regulated, what the regulation should be. Um, I think that is the key premise where we're kind of arguing. Um, uh, which I I, uh, I think. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I think the the most reasonable reg regulation is to i mean if they have access they should have one access to it <laughs> if they have access to healthcare and such things they just need to be in, uh, demonstrate that they're reasonably sound of mind and have access to a doctor um, and the doctor inform them of um we'll just of the risks involved healthcare for example type of thing or something no not necessarily like it doesn't have to be universal yeah okay sure but um the point is if you're reasonably sound of mind and you're and you're informed about the and you're informed about the topic. You, you sh what more regulation do you need? Well, now I'll ask you this because again, that's kind of where we kind of agreed. But then further regulation saying, um, with, again, like but let's say a woman is very um, sexual. Uh, she has many partners. Uh, every few months, she's getting abortion. She's already had dozens or even hundreds. Uh, should I there be a limit on those type of women, or should they I don't think that's a realistic. I don't one. I don't think that's a likely realistic scenario, and I'm not sure that person would be considered sound of mind. But I don't. Um, think yeah, so I'm gonna. Uh, look, I'm gonna. I'm gonna step in there. I do think that was an unrealistic comparison. 
um, uh, Atlas, <laughs> that puts well, you at the I back can... of the clay. No, no, no. With that, look, no, that is not unrealistic because sure. I can even show okay, look, you defend, where these defend people have it. That's an outlier example. Like It's extremely we, exceptional. Yeah. Right. The, in the vast majority of cases, people are using contraception. In the vast majority of cases. So are you saying that we should then restrict abortion because, okay, because so one Chicago, person where there's hundreds of cases, specifically cortisone speed hookers uh, who have basically dozens, if not hundreds, even in some of these times, especially in Vegas, not just Chicago, there's Vegas, New York, a lot You're of talking places. about unbelievably exceptional cases, man. Uh, no, these are in the thousands and tens of thousands. Could, could you provide stats on that, please? Uh, yes, I could. Okay, but, but then even then, that, that still plays into my point is that um, of societal well-being, it would still be to societal well-being to not allow these. So let's just say these. Let's just say we we are providing um, uh, all the, all the hookers in Las Vegas with a free abortion service. Personally, I'm fine with that because the children probably they probably shouldn't be having children in the environments they're living in. But you're assuming that they I, will I would say them. that would still result in greater societal well-being to provide them with abortion. So I'm perfectly fine with that. But then that's the assumption that they will, in fact, raise the children. What about adoption? Uh, adoption has been largely demonstrated to not work very well. Uh, when done later on in life, but not early. Like from birth. Uh, the problem... One second, I think my Discord's having problems. Oh, good. Yeah, my push door wasn't working properly. Um... Uh, I I think that's we're kind of like talking about like changing the entire structure of society to. I don't think um. I'm I don't I guess I just I'm incredulous as to how that would work. I haven't seen models for it that worked. There's nothing that suggests that societally that such models will work successfully because abortion is incredibly complex and um. Yeah, and so not abortion. Not uh, adoption is incredibly sorry. Uh, adoption seems to be incredibly complex, and as we know that, well, I, th I think you say later in life, but apparently it's around two to three, um, and onwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I can't, I can't demonstrate a negative. You'd have to actually provide me evidence that this model would work. You'd have to provide me evidence, like a good body of evidence, that this would be an optimal model. Well, of course, compared but this is to, just a round robin type. And of this thing. sounds We're even, but, and this even sounds, I know, but, but to, but to come, but to ask for citations, I can do it in reverse. Um, I guess the point is, is that I, I don't see that would necessarily be cheaper, and I don't see that would necessarily. Um, I think uh, offering abortion is a much quicker and at least simpler solution to achieving well-being. Now, um, why exactly you say well-being there, and what exactly? Well, because well, because well, I'm resting well on the axiom of well-being. So well-being is a presupposition of like a consequentialist analysis. Look, I do still think, reflecting, that the the uh, comparison you used was unfair. Any any appeal to a very exceptional comparison is not a good argument. I think that's underhanded. And I'm going to put you at the back of the queue just so other people can have a chance to speak, all right? Um, Sniper, do you want to jump in on this one? Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. GG. Um, Monopole. Uh, yeah, I want to do. I want to do address a very specific thing that uh, Julius Caesar said about the the limits. Uh, you mentioned a twenty something week limit as where you would. I said that the is the limit. Um, in Australian society, and it's something I'm comfortable with. Um, specifically because. It seems to be uh, 
while I don't necessarily personally object to going further, it seems to be a reasonable balance within society as to what people will most tolerate. And that's otherwise there's there's no particular justification to why we couldn't have it later. But it's ultimately it is what we live in a we live in an intersubjective kind of like we live in a society and we can't yeah. And I, th I think it's I think the gist of it yeah is that um, a child can live on its own um, past that point. Right. Okay. But you would agree that there are uh, exceptions that you would make. Or that society, I guess, would yes. make, uh, for example, yes, there are there the are exceptions. Is unviable, and there's a there's a, a yep. threat for the life of the mother. So what I would argue is that quite often what, happens. So what I would argue is that any uh, time limit that you set isn't actually addressing what you're trying to to address um, as far as when we should allow abortions because. Clearly, in a situation where there is a threat to the mother's life and the pregnancy is unviable. Well, no, those those exceptions are already built in within this time limit. It's not like, oh, you're past this. Oh, you have a medical exemption. We're not going to do it. Obviously, like the doctors take those into account. The point is, is is, is what will society tolerate? And as you've seen in some areas where, um, uh, I believe in America, where they pushed it right up until like the full nine months trimester. Whether or not I would be comfortable with that. And whether or not it has passed in some places, however, however it's caught, caused uproar elsewhere. And I think it's it's a balance between negotiate between negotiating this time limit with everyone. Like you know what I mean? It's I don't have a problem with it being further. I probably agree with you on this. However, I don't see a way to for, to get the rest of a society to agree with me on that. I think right, it, so I, I think it may happen over time, but. I think it, it's the un, it's the unfortunate reality that we live in that we kind of have to draw that cutoff line there, with reasonable medical exemptions because there is no other choice. So I guess if you're saying that the that this is the limit because this is what we can feasibly enact in society right now, I would reject that as an argument for where we should set the limit on when someone can have an abortion. So for me personally... Sure. What were so, we going to say? So for me personally, what I would care about is the uh, outcomes to society, the outcomes to the mother, the outcome to the child. Uh, for me, the best way to take all of that into consideration is simply to make this a personal decision where uh, the woman and a medical professional discuss what is going to be the best option for that individual case, rather which than is, setting some sort of arbitrary time limit. Which is what I expressed earlier. So, would you? So, but do you understand is that um, while I could agree that that is optimal, I'm practically I don't see a way to impose that at least within my society within some areas it I may think be possible Julius is appealing to the fact that you have to compromise rather than um, contesting your ideal yeah I don't disagree with your ideal but I don't see it that I can practically enforce it right I get I mean my only actual point I guess was that there is a uh, more optimal uh, way of determining that cutoff Mm -hmm. um, and I think, 
I think just quickly to add a little bit of depth to that, um, I've heard a pretty interesting argument that's based on um, when we determine death, right? Because in the past, the line for death was, um, you know, when your heart stopped working. Obviously, that's not true today. Today, we call death when your brain has suffered sufficient damage that you, you can't support your organs. You know what I mean? But like, we restart hearts all the time. And we, so we see a similar sort of progression with death that we see with birth in that we can um, support the life form progressively earlier as our technology advances. And there is no conceivable way to yeah. predict what um, will happen with that. And an argument I've heard put forward is that um, uh, once we pass that kind of, and this is one of the reasons that I believe people are starting to draw that line where we are, is because we could actually have the point where we do allow, and it's kind of similar to what... Um, so it, it'd be a more advanced version of what uh, I believe, uh, to, to borrow from Tenet, I don't know if he's here, he suggested once that we don't, um, we we do do an adoption model similar to Atlas's, but we also allow the abortion, but the abortion stops being an abortion, it becomes a C-section. And, uh, and at like five, six months pregnant, you can get a C-section and opt out of the pregnancy and put it up for adoption, so you don't actually have to carry it to term. At, uh, and that uh, at a point where we can actually support, but that's going to be the technology has to get better, and that's going to be a hugely prescriptive cost to society. So that's something society would have to agree to um take as a, I guess, a monetary measure. But yeah, um, Madapol, do you have anything more to say, or should? Yeah, I think we're very similar in this. Yeah, I, I think we are. I mean, I, I guess, I guess, I, the main point of contention is you're looking more at the ethics, and I agree with you on the ethics, but I don't think the ethics are necessarily the best way to decide. I think it's practically, um, I think marrying the ethics with the, um, I guess, like the real, like the real politic of society is um, right. I, I hate to like appeal pedantically to the question, but I guess like I uh, thought that the uh, question was specifically what the. Uh, acceptable point of cutoff is not necessarily what we can feasibly enact well i think but i guess it's been like i think that's the most acceptable because that's how i view the world um uh in sync would you do you want to just put like we can pretty much toss a coin here for um who's going to look i think something i think he's done a really good job sure yeah i think he's done a really good job i might I, actually I think the points job. are basically equal I'll so Yes, I agree. I think you didn't concede, but I think you've been speaking long enough to treat that as a concession because yep. he did make I'm, a point. I'm quite didn't. happy to let Monopole continue because I think his point mm -hmm. was really good. Yep. Oh, thank All right, you. So, um, <clears throat> next up we have Colombian. Yep. All right. Yep. I'm ready. Jump in. Should I just start with anything, really? Yeah, yeah, just, I mean, if you if you can continue on, you should do that, but otherwise, start wherever you like. So, so I got some statistics, because I've just been doing a little bit of research for the past couple of minutes. And so, my, my stance is kind of, you know, like a halfway. I don't necessarily support abortion in every case. I definitely agree that there are some um, very strict boundaries as to when you should be having an abortion. The most obvious of which would be, like, the late-term abortions, which I don't know who, but someone earlier said... Um, would be like basically a C-section baby, um, but just not at, you know, not after nine months, after six or seven, just doesn't, 
it almost seems like killing a baby at that point, personally, I think. But at the same time, it seems like a lot of single mothers and a lot of young families who aren't quite financially or socially ready to have children uh, are having abortions the most. So the Center for Disease Control and Prevention did a study, and they found in 2015, mo- uh, 86% of all abortions in the United States uh, were from unmarried women. Um, and so, um, and then they also found that of um, pregnant women, uh, married women that did have pregnancies, or that did have abortions, 4% of pregnancies for married women were abortions. Um, and for that same statistic goes for um, 20% of unmarried uh, pregnant women had abortions. So it seems that um, mostly young people are having them that aren't quite ready to have children. I think the most important thing here would be finan- being financially ready and also being set with a career. Um, most abortions are... I'm trying to pull up the statistic I found on the website. I lost it here. Give me one second, please. I'll look for the website in a minute. But I uh, on this, oh, here it is. Uh, from gutmocker.org. I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. Um, most, they interviewed several women. Most of them said that having a baby would, A, dramatically change their life, would interfere with education, interfere with an, um, employment or career, or they are financially unable to have a child. So those seem like pretty legitimate reasons to have an abortion rather than just, I don't feel like it. Most cases of abortions are because of it. All right, so are you arguing that those are cases in which abortion is legitimate and in other cases, say where uh, someone has the ability to support a child and they just decide that they don't want they don't want to do that so they have an abortion that would be an illegitimate case I, I do believe that an illegitimate uh, reason to have an abortion would be just not you know feeling like it if you have a the financial um, support or like the um, family support like you know uh, family members to look for after the children etc um, you know you should go through with the baby. If you're healthy, the baby is healthy. Um, You have the money to provide. You have a a proper family. Um, Don't take that wrong. I I didn't mean it like, you know, proper family, like gang straight. I just meant it like a family, you know, like people to take care of the baby. If you have that, I really see no reason to have an abortion. Honestly, there's really no uh, excuse to have an abortion at that point in time. Okay, so if, if we're distinguishing between these two categories of abortion, the ones that are justified and the ones that are unjustified, um, the, the line that you're drawing here is basically ability to take care of the child after birth. So I guess my, question, I guess yeah. my question would be, how would we determine at the point of service whether or not someone has the means to take care of a child? keeping in mind that we can't just look at like a financial disclosure form or something like that. This is a very uh, complex web of things, including uh, what is the home situation already like? What if there are enough people to take care of the child, but it's a toxic uh, home environment? What if they uh, have the means to 
take care of a child, but they are uh, in a very precarious situation where someone might lose their job soon. There are all of these things that you would have to take into consideration to determine whether or not someone is able to take care of a child. So I don't know how you would differentiate between the two for the purposes of, well, we should allow one category of abortions to take place and the other not. Um, while this may seem a bit, uh, I guess, um, not, not, I don't want to say not possible, because I just, for lack of a better word, not possible or, le- or uh, a good option, but I think we should be having some sort of either government official or um, someone working either for, like, the abortion clinic or just somebody in general to, like, go to the home, see the home situation, see the neighborhood they're living in, uh, check the financial status of the mother or father or just the mother, um, and see if there's other children in the home already, kind of just to evaluate whether or not the vo- the abortion would be um, legitimate or not. That's my look on it. Or, or if that's not an option, um, either just submitting paperwork to the abortion clinic beforehand and letting them just evaluate the information at the office would be the best option. Okay, so the first thing that you mentioned as far as having someone who works for the government go in on a case-by-case basis and, and yes. look at the, the home situation and everything, um, that's an additional expenditure of resources that would have, have to be put forward to that. That's another person that you have to pay to do these things. So the cost of that uh, compared to the benefits seems like it would be fairly low given the statistics that you mentioned earlier which shows that uh, the vast majority, I I suppose, if we were to accept those statistics of abortions take place uh, with single mothers and with people who we could argue are not in a position to take care of the child. Given that such a very small percentage of abortions take place outside of that circumstance, uh, wouldn't that additional expenditure of resources uh, that it seems to me that that would be a waste of time and resources to do that. As far as the uh, second option that you mentioned, as far as submitting paperwork, well, again, this is a uh, not a good way of determining if the home life is going to be uh, suitable for raising a child, just looking at financial disclosure forms or something like that. And again, it's an increase in resources, maybe not as much as hiring someone to go on a case-by-case basis from home to home. So I guess what I would say is, if we're going to make this distinction and have some of these abortions be illegitimate, then I would want to see that there is uh, an act, like that it's not a waste of time and resources to do so. And given the statistics that you yourself brought up earlier, it seems like that would be the case. Yes, so I personally believe that you know, I've, someone said this earlier as well, I don't remember who, um, that if you're having an abortion, um, if a lot of the time women have abortions because they feel that their child would be living a very harsh, cruel life, especially because so little, so little kids get adopted from um, foster homes and adoption centers compared to the number that are like going in. It's a lot, it's a lot of kids going into the system and not coming out. Um, which I feel just gives kids and later to be adults um, an unfair, unhappy, and cruel life. 
And I think in that case, a lot of the time, abortion would be a better option than that. I think abortion is such a serious topic that we should be expending the resources to double check and uh, ensure that these households truly are incapable of housing a child and raising a child. Um, while I while I do see the uh, inconvenience in having to hire people to go out to the homes beforehand, I do think that it is still a, um, a legitimate uh, possibility of having um, at the office beforehand, having them check the paperwork beforehand. I do think that's still a very possible thing. Very. Okay, so you mentioned um, knowing that the child is going to have a very rough existence as being potentially a reason to justify an abortion. So I guess, suppose you had someone go into the office and when they were asked for the reason for the abortion, they said that they were worried about climate change and the possibility that uh, their kid would be growing up in a, in a world that couldn't support a good quality of life. Would you accept that as a justifiable reason to have an abortion? Well, if we're talking about climate change and the possibility of, of ha living in a, uh, I don't know how to describe, maybe, I don't want to say post, um, I guess you could say a, a world affected by climate change. I think every kid um, being born, regardless of during the pregnancy, whether abortion was considered or not, every kid being born into the world would be suffering because of climate change. And I think that um, that's more of an issue that we should be asking people who are having children in general, not just abortions. I think that's an issue, a bit much of a bigger issue. And I think the problem is, I don't want to get too much into climate change unless that's something we can do in this kind of discussion. I don't know. Is that something? I mean, I don't think we need to get too much into the climate change because that seems a little off topic. Well, yeah, you, you... I agree. Oh, sorry. But, but what I would say is that if, if what you're saying is true, that uh, every kid that's being born is uh, coming into a very harsh and cruel future world, uh, couldn't you just argue then that all abortions are, are uh, well, I suppose if you have a different moral system than me, but uh, if the consequences are something that you care about, couldn't you argue that all abortions are in some sense justified because they reduce the number of people who would have to suffer through uh, future climate problems? Um, I, I do think that considering climate problems uh, isn't really a legitimate reason for determining whether um, an abortion is, you know, correct or not. Uh, or should okay, you, should if I may, sorry. Uh, the one thing that I would say is the reason that I brought this up is that you had said earlier that a justifiable reason for an abortion might be that you know that if the kid is born, they are going to live a very harsh and cruel existence. For example, being put into an adoption agency where they have very little chance that they'll ever come out to a loving family. I think that um, determining whether climate, con climate change and climate control is... Um, is a factor in a, in a, a child's well-being and happiness is kind of an abstract um, or illegitimate way of thinking because I don't want to say it's far off because scientists are saying within the next, I don't know, what's the number? I don't know the number. What's the next couple of years? I'm not sure. If the, let me uh, 10 to 12, I believe. 10 to 12. Um, I don't think that that's a legitimate factor in deciding whether a child's life is going to be 
uh, happy or not. Because I think there's so many. Oh, I guess I, I think. Sorry. No, it's okay. I guess I don't understand how you would make that determination in the one case and not make it in the other. Okay. Because can I, the, the can I idea. Look, I just wanted to um, step in quickly. I think what he's actually trying to say is, uh, even though obviously that is a pertinent consideration, you couldn't make the argument that how the climate will be experientially in 20, 40 years isn't part of your considerations about the well-beings of your future child. I think what he's trying to say is actually something closer to he doesn't think that that is um, significant enough to be part of this analysis. Yes, that's essentially what I'm trying to to say. Yeah, is that I'm trying to think that, how to respond to that because I guess I know for me <clears throat> that is a very strong consideration. That is something that I uh, I would consider very strong. So I'm trying to think of a way to put this. Look, I no no no. Wait a minute. I think I agree with you in the context of having a child but i don't think it's relevant in the context of abortion specifically um because i think abortion has a lot of additional constraints that aren't that that um that sort of like narrow the scope of our discussion right if we were talking about whether or not it was morally permissible to have a child part of that consideration definitely focuses on the well-being of that child and then you can make a much stronger argument for the relevance of the facts of climate change but i think specifically for the topic of abortion i personally am struggling to see how it's relevant okay well my specific argument basically in in total is this that if it is justifiable uh to have an abortion because it is, you think it is likely that your child will live a particularly harsh existence as a result of you having them. And you make the same determination based on our uh, current um, lack of a full response to climate change. I don't no, know look, which like one is any less justifiable than the other. What is the specific? Okay, so, um, like like I said, so like I see what you're saying, um, but I think that the point is that your argument extends more broadly to uh, become a position of antinatalism. That is, that one should not procreate because the conditions will be such that it, it's immoral to do so. Yeah, and I can think I that address that? that? Specifically, um, that the, just real quick, specifically the thing that I have a problem with is uh, I don't see how making that determination on the basis of uh, perhaps your kid is going to go into an adoption agency and they're going to have a particularly harsh time there as opposed to perhaps your child is going to grow up in a world where they have a particularly harsh Okay, time so you're not sure. Age. So the, the specific point was that one was justified. So I'm just trying to say that if one is justified, I don't see how okay, so the other is. 
So the distinction is that one is pertinent to the topic, right? Um, the alternatives to abortion are limited because it is inherent in the proposition of abortion that the mother does not want the child. So their well-being is already uncertain from the get-go, which is why the adoption becomes relevant because the mother does not want to raise it, right? Whereas you're talking about something that is just as much the case if the mother does want to raise the child, which has nothing to do with abortion. And that's why I think that your contention is too broad to apply to this specific topic. If I may, I can create a, a myriad of scenarios under which you could then argue for this antinatalist approach. Sure. And I think what I'm saying more specifically is, if your argument can be extended to support something that you don't accept, it's not a good argument. Can being an antinatalist be considered a valid reason for getting an abortion? Yes. Ooh, I, I would guess so. That's a good well, one. I, I think that'd be the only option, rather. I mean, yeah, like, like yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> well, this is the thing, though. Is I mean, we're, we're we're talking that's the only option for a pregnant anti. Yeah, that's, that's the only really thing they so could I just, do. Mm -hmm. Go, go Manipal. Sorry, uh, we were having a discussion about which is justified and which is not. And if you're saying that uh, not having or having an abortion because your child is it's likely to grow up in a, a foster care or in a, no, no, so an option home or something. Your like contention that. was that they're your, your contention was that they're equally justified. Is that right? Or no, equally my unjustified. Is that they're justified by the same thing. That if yeah, which is equally justified. As far as I can understand, that's equal. I, su I suppose. Yeah, I mean, if if you're saying that the uh, potential future suffering of the child, if it's born, in the case of the adoption agency, is is a legitimate reason to have an abortion, and I think you also have to accept that uh, your child potentially growing up in a very harsh world because of climate change is also a good justification. No, I agree. No, but the thing is, I think the point is that despite the fact that those two things are equally justified or unjustified, the reason that we reject one and accept the other is relevance. One of them is much more relevant to the topic that we're discussing. Now, I have a bit, another bit of, um, I guess another concern would be, how do we know that five ten years along the road of, of let's say you know the child passes and the family's you know able to have a child they're uh, they're living under financial conditions that allow for the birth of the, the birth and raising of the child how do we know that five ten years along the road the child is gonna isn't gonna get sexually uh, assaulted or or um you know beat by their parents how do we know that there's not going to be domestic abuse or violence in the household how do we know that even if the kid is in an adoption center, how do we know this this kid's still going to be this kid's uh, well being is still you know there? The kid's still living a, a good life. How do we know that the kid isn't living under awful circumstances? There's no real way of determining that, unless the the you know the mother knows that she's already living in those circumstances before the child comes. Right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so this is where I want to uh, pull it back to where we were earlier, because you had uh, been talking about things like having people go in and check 
the home life to make sure that uh, someone's able to raise a child or having them submit some kind of forms in order to uh, ensure that, right? And so I, you brought up the uh, case of a child possibly going into an adoption center and that also potentially being a, a justifiable abortion. And I'm bringing up uh, climate change as another justifiable example. And either of neither of these examples are something that you can uh, verify that it's going to happen, that someone's going to have a bad life because they go into uh, a adoption center or because of climate change. So somebody who is tasked with determining whether or not someone's justified in having an abortion isn't going to be able to consider either of those two things. But you said that one of them could be justified. So that seems to contradict your previous uh, point that you would need to have some kind of uh, verifiable justify justification for uh, having an abortion. So when we look at the comparison of an living in an adoption center or foster home compared to living under the effects of global warming at a very intense, um, I don't know what to call it. Um, the thing about um, living in an adoption home is that, well, let me try to find a statistic, but I think most people can agree that you're most likely not going to be adopted if you're going into an adopt adoption home. If I mean, depending on whether you're a baby or not, a lot of the time the babies do get adopted, but a lot of the, oh, most of the time, children in adoption homes of all ages aren't getting adopted. But when you look at climate change and global warming, is there really a statistic that says that most kids are going to be living? I mean, the thing is, isn't every child going to be living under those circumstances? At least some kids are not going to be living under the circumstance of living in an adoption home. Most kids aren't. But all kids, if global warming, it does turn out to be something that happens, which science is saying it likely will be, is this, isn't, aren't all children going to be living under this circumstance? Is, this, is a, a climate change a legitimate circumstance? If all children are going to be living under it, is this even part of the discussion of abortion? Well, adopt, it seems adoption is because that seems like a very mm -hmm. likely chance. Yeah, I, I just want, wanted to make the point that you are uh, saying that an abortion can be justified in a case where you can't actually verify that justification, which... Uh, I don't... Sorry, sorry to interrupt, mate. Look, I understand what you're saying. But I don't think that that's actually a valid contention at that point. And I think that Colombian over here actually sufficiently articulated the problem with what you're saying, which is, as I said, it simply is not pertinent because one of them is specifically relevant to the topic and one of them is generally relevant to all topics of a much broader variety. So I'm going to treat that one as a concession. Um, next up, we have Atlas. With Colombian, to be clear. Okay. Assuming that Atlas did not go AFK. <laughs> Atlas, did. Atlas, you there? I am, but give me a minute. I'll be back here in a minute if you want to go me. Well, I'm just going to pass it off to Classless, and you can be up next then, Atlas. Yeah. Go. Oh, shit. What am I doing? What am I doing? What are we doing? What are we, 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 we moved topics. 
Who's no, this? no, still the same topic. So Colombian countered um, Monopole's point about climate change by pointing out that it was a non sequitur, um, although he did it rather roundaboutly. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're still we're still at the antinatalism argument. Well, you you can quickly deal with the antinatalism yeah. argument. It's definitely relevant to the discussion. So Colombian exchange, sorry, you're you're taking the stance on. Um, you, you're, you're, you would argue for some forms of antinatalism? Define antinatalism specifically. All right, would, you, would you argue for a circumstance under which it's immoral for a person to have a child? Yeah, I missed that. Say again. Would you, um, argue, for, would you argue for an environmental circumstance under which it's immoral for a person to have a child? I'm sorry. When we look at antinatalism, are we saying anti giving? Is it against giving birth or against raising a child? Because those are two very different things. Uh, uh, having a child, sorry, giving birth. Uh, let's say creating a new life within the world. Genetic. Okay, so giving birth, regardless of whether you raise it or put it up for adoption, if you're anti giving birth, the only option is to either abstain from sexual intercourse or to have an abortion. Those are the only two options for you. Ever. There's no other like way to. Okay, uh, I miss. I misunderstood your or basically getting a vasectomy. Saying, go ahead. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. I misunderstood your contest. Then, um, was it the other individual who was arguing pronatalism? Or the, sorry, antinatalism. Um, I think you know. So here's the thing: I wasn't actually trying to argue antinatalism, but I do accept that that. Come, comes as a consequence of what I was saying. So, Colombian, what was your point um, before the climate change? Before climate uh, change, my point was my point was rather uh, uh, determining whether or not the environment that the child would be living in, if the child, if they choose not to abort the child, is proper enough to have the child whether it's um good enough quality of life and well-being to be in the world because a lot of people living in bad neighborhoods with lots of high crime rates um with uh or i guess uh, single mothers without a proper family or living in an adoption home or a foster care family wouldn't a lot of people would consider not proper you know, lives for people being put into the in, put into the world, and I think that's very often the reason if, for abortion. If I may, are are you advocating for that as a legit? Like, if we're going to look and make a moral value on abortion, would you advocate for that as a legitimate reason for abortion or a justified I would, reason? For I would abortion? advocate for where the child is going to be living as a valid reason for abortion. Yes. So can I, can I, for the sake of this conversation, define that as a form of antinatalism? I wouldn't say. I got to think about would that be counted as antinatalism? I want to say no. But I mean, if you can give me kind of an insight as to why you would consider that antinatalism. Might be able to change my mind. Well, so I can call it something else. That's not the key element of what I'm trying to really address okay. here. The, the the point that I would call you out on is that your your identification of what is a um, good life 
is entirely subjective and even subjective to the point that I could argue that it's, it's super Eurocentric and borderline, um, uh, borderline kind of white savior complex. Um, May I just say, I love this man. There's all kinds of, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I don't actually believe bullshit that I'm saying. Oh. So, uh, you, you're, you're generally approaching the idea around. Oh, you, you got to take that up with, uh, Atlas then. <laughs> you're, you're, you're making a subjective moral oh, argument. Was that about, a like, conceitment? Oh, I believe so. <laughs> no. No, not sure what a at all. Is, I haven't sure. said shit, but anyways, the, the so you uh, you sure. and and so without that framing, even on top, or sorry, with that framing, um, you're making a subjective moral judgment about like quality of life and the value of life over that quality of life. Um, you know, even if we were to say, okay, this life has value because its output in the long run is going to be more beneficial to the whole of society, as it were. Um, you don't, I don't think you can establish a set of metrics um, for that, let alone the fact of the amount of lives you would be overlooking. It was something that came up earlier in one of our conversations, actually, in this debate was that if you had the smartest kid the, the the kid that or the smartest individual uh, the most creative or you know intellectually capable but they were born into entirely negative circumstances under which they couldn't thrive or be nourished they wouldn't grow up to be the you know curer of cancer or, you know uh, the guy who creates the unified theory of gravity it, it wouldn't happen because of the environmental circumstances there's actually a documentary i believe on i think it's netflix uh, from a few years back about uh, the potentiality of the IQ, a genius level IQ individuals who are born into poverty in India, uh, based on the like overrepresentation of uh, uh, genius level IQs that they have in their uh, gene pool. And then the, the, a lot of them aren't born into the proper circumstances to nourish their intelligence. So they don't end up uh, contributing to society in the most positive manner. So you're, you're making a judgment off things that you don't have the knowledge for, and then you don't have real any actual moral backing for making that judgment because you're relying, I'm guessing your judgment is relying on rule utilitarianism, but you can justify that if so. So I, I do see where you're coming from with that point of valuing a life based off of where the life is starting from and being raised at. But the thing is, and you said it's all kind of relative. Are you kind of are you kind of going for the idea that it's all relative to it's all it's it's kind of a very Yeah, yeah. You're subjective about first of all, your statement yes. your statement of like what is a good life is subjective, relative, yes. any other form of that if that you could think. Well, I think there should be like a very like specific standard, whether it's a nationwide standard or a statewide standard or a region wide standard, there should be a standard as to the circumstances it should be a very certain maybe not necessarily a certain um income per se but a ratio of income to property tax or something like making uh, some sort of a uh, number that would be able to confirm that so if someone so like an actual the, guideline yes like a, they it had they have to meet very to specific have the right, requirements so to have the right to have an abortion yes to have, be able to have so, an not have an abortion no if if these, yeah, you would have to meet certain requirements of a poverty level to not be able to have an abortion, correct? Let's to say not be able to. Yes. So only rich people should be able to have abortions? It wouldn't necessarily be rich people. It would just be people 
No. All well, why would you? In- why would you curse poor people to something that is going to further impoverish them? No, it'd be the opposite of what you're saying. It'd be making sure that people who can't afford it are not having them. It'd be okay. the you're you're saying you're thinking the opposite of what. But I'm would saying. you? But would you? Would you then, uh, in any way? create more restrictive circumstances under which a woman of better means could not have an abortion? I mean, a woman of better means, yes, should not be having an abortion. If the woman is has, has enough money to provide for the family they already have and this child, um, yeah, that would be, there would be pretty much no reason to have an abortion there except for, you know, the obvious, like, can't, you know, physically, or, like, yeah. Let, let's dispel the health and the rape and the incest and all those. Yeah, yeah dispel those. Yes, there, there would be no reason to have an abortion legally. They should not be able to have one what, at that point what, in time. What about what about under the circumstance where a woman like that chooses in her life to not have a child? She chooses to pursue something like career. She doesn't want to have a child, but she still, while taking. While taking all the necessary precautions, something like birth control or a ring or a UTI or, um, sorry, no, what's it called? A UIT? I don't know. Or, um, uh, or in, and using condoms and still ends up pregnant. And I know that's a rare circumstance, but please, condoms don't solve shit if you know anything about that. So there's, uh, you know, they're not even marketed as being a goddamn birth control mechanism. So under the circumstances under which a person chooses, so a person has within their personal family plan, within their choice of their family plan to not have children, but still engage in sexual activity and end up without actually making, you know, taking all the necessary precautions against it pregnant. They don't have the right to an abortion. So before I begin my response, I'm just genuinely curious. Are so condoms are now being just marketed as like what like anti STD? Uh, they've anti-STD? always been they've always been marketed as anti STI. If you read a a condom uh, package, it says it's not a contraceptive. I never really that, that thought may about have that. been changed. It's been a long time since I've used the fuckers, but <laughs> um. So, so yeah, but my so point is, is that somebody could take the necessary circumstances. I'm arguing strictly for family planning. Like, let's say that somebody chooses to prioritize career over family, but they still want to engage. Like, should that preclude them from engaging in sexual activity? They, they can take not. all the necessary precautions. Maybe they won't ever have to have an abortion. But if that does happen to happen, they should always have to resort to going through the issues of bearing a child, giving birth to a child, then giving that child up for adoption or whatever your other options are. Like there's more, sorry, there's more than just the emotional impact of giving up a child for adoption. Having a baby ruins your fucking body. So the thing about that is if a woman is indeed. Sorry, ruins was, I shouldn't have said that. That was inappropriate. That was, <laughs> that's not what I meant. It has a physical stress. It has a physical stress upon your yeah, body I mean, that you yeah, don't have yeah. to endure. Yeah. So the thing, my look on that is, if a woman who uses contraception, I forgot to bring up contraception earlier, she didn't really have the chance, but if, if both parties use contraceptive devices, whether it be a just birth control or a condom or a female condom or whatever like you know device you choose to use, I think if both parties used um, contraception and they still get pregnant, the, the, the problem there is you'd still have to go by the certain circumstances. And so let's say a woman, for example, a woman, you, you know, uses contraception and her husband or boyfriend or one night stand, whatever you want to say, uses contraception as well. 
but she's making enough uh she has enough income between her or her significant other to take care of this child plus their family as it is already no they should not be entitled to the ability to have an abortion no let's say she and she's pursuing a career but okay she already, so but she's already making enough money to provide without this okay, career that she's pursuing. I, and, and i've conceded all that so i've sorry if i may i've created these specific circumstances under which um i've asked you if this person is capable of or should be allowed legally to have an abortion and <laughs> you would you would still stand by that as no under that circumstance that woman should still not be allowed to have an abortion She's no, she should not. Okay, I'm. I'm totally. This is not fair of me to do, but my that was my point about subjectivity. Is you are drawing that from a? I'm guessing a form of you uh, rule utilitarianism, but it's just you're you're prioritizing entirely subjectively, prioritizing the the let's call it the greater good, uh, the least amount of harm for the least amount of people. Um, arbitrarily yes. like they, that is your choice for which you have uh you know used your logic or ra your rationale sorry to draw your <coughs> basis for this moral standard but you can't actually tell me why that ought to be the case why so while it may seem immoral or subjectively i guess in your case subjectively incorrect or wrong to be, be disallowing abortion for so many people because of the circumstances they're living in especially with the case you brought up about india you have to understand that abortion while this may seem very rude and a lot of people might not quite understand this point that i'm about to bring up abortion isn't a natural thing it's don't worry rude is what i do okay this is gonna make this is gonna make it this is gonna bring up kind of get even spicy with it yeah, it is. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't stop myself from laughing. But abortion is a product of the industrial revolution, and therefore. Classes, if you miss this fallacy, I'm gonna ban you. Wait, please don't. Come ban. on. No, 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 no I'm no. talking to. Well, what you mean is that you mean? That's a serious like... point. That's a serious point. Like I. Genuinely no, 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 no. He was, he was, he was making a meme at our other staff member. He said that if classless couldn't say what was wrong with that, he would ban it. Oh, okay. Does does class? Does he want to class? Oh, is that your? Are you classless? Classless is the yeah, guy I'm, talking about. Yeah. I, I, I'm okay, classless. Completely fucked my thought process by pointing that out. What do you? What fallacy <laughs> did he just make? Was that a naturalistic fallacy? That would be my oh, assumption. Exactly. Citing revolution. the industrial revolution as, a, as a result of it. Yeah. Yeah, right okay, there. the naturalistic fallacy. Yeah, but let's not get there yet. Let's see if there's another part we can pick. <laughs> You're killing me here, Julius. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Explain why it's a naturalistic fallacy. Well, so let's let's let Colombian finish. And we'll... All right, so back to abortion being a product of, <laughs> product of the industrial revolution. Um, the thing it is, it does sound funny when you say it like that. <laughs> yeah, I know because because I've been talk I was talked about it earlier. Not necessarily abortion, but the industrial revolution as a whole. I talked about it earlier and why I didn't support it. Um. I do support the, the, the general advancement of technology as a whole, and I do support being able to produce things like video games. But the thing is, I do not support the culture that comes with it. I don't support the way that it turns people into working machines. And you, work, you look at the, the early so 1900s. Elements at, of materialism and the alienation of the individual from, the, from their labor, if I may. Correct. And when you look at when the Industrial Revolution hit America, you do see a kind of a change in curriculum in school. 
and that that change is still going on today. May, while it may be, you know, starting to change, you see a lot of people pushing for organizations and people pushing for changes and reformity in schools. You still see a lot of the same curriculum if, if, happening. If, if I may, we used to be taught to be factory workers, and now we're actually taught to be programmers. Well, I do agree that we are learning. I mean, I have not been off. I not currently have been offered the opportunity to do that because when when they had you know a couple well three four years ago maybe more than that like five or six when they did like code national coding day they brought up like they gave they took out the chromebooks for the school and they fucking set us up with scratch but i don't know if you know what that is but it um yeah. it's <laughs> yeah it's diluted coding it's not even i can't even call it coding it, they brought they and they considered that like this is like the future here but it's so really like they're so the not us. So, so your critique lies upon the industrial revolution introduced, um, let's say, uh, social constructs that you consider unnatural. You consider them not Correct. hard. While abortion may be, um, I mean, I'm looking at from a, the first, everything that I've stated up until the industrial revolution point is based around a moral standpoint. Now we look at a, the te a technical standpoint of this is but, all a product of something I don't support. Real quick, the, the your basis in that, and 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 I don't mean to call it. It's based in a set in a, a form of naturalism. It, it is a sense of a natural, or it is a yeah, naturalistic fallacy yeah, because you're deriving yes. that point from like, well, it was this way in the quote unquote state of nature uh, that yes. you perceive that. And you know what, most philosophers would even say like you're choosing um, industrial revolution as your beginning point for the end of the state of nature, and like we could date that shit all the way back to you know the first time three humans met up and one discovered that the the two other were teaming up against him there's it, it goes so much deeper i mean it's one. the first time someone cut a tree back so, to but, the but that, that, that's the idea is if you're going to make a naturalistic fallacy we can keep regressing back to that point it's like well where is something unnatural it's like here here's 100 percent organic uh natural arsenic you know does yeah. that does that well, change the value of the arsenic itself no or it's ar arsenic is arsenic you know it doesn't yeah, well, we, we can get back to that point, right? So, like, if it's a manifestation, whether it's a social construct or not, if it's a manifestation of human beings within the natural world governed by the same natural laws as any other non-human phenomenon you would cite, there's there's no reason to to quote that as being like wrong or immoral. There's no reason for you to draw a moral circle around that action. Well, I you did bring up the idea of, um, you know the environment being affected from the very beginning. The problem that I have with that is a lot of, um, you know, people who are living in the countryside, obviously were replanting um, the, and naturally the, the earth is able to replenish itself, not necessarily of trees because trees need seeds to be replanted, but especially even when a person would cut down a tree, the, the acorns would fall, the seeds would fall, the tree would naturally be replanted. But you see a big, a big spike in the use of nature and kind of the going away of natural resources once the Industrial Revolution hit, significantly larger than before that. And that is the reason why the Industrial Revolution is considered the Industrial Revolution is because everything was kind of, you know, being made on a much, much larger scale, much quicker, much more conveniently. But it was producing uh, toxins into the air. It was destroying okay, the environment but, but, and it but, wasn't replanting. Okay, so, so mm, well, but once again, you're, so you're kind of putting a label on what is considered 
production at that point and you're restricting yes. it you're st- restricting it to strictly the um let's call it the non-human realm and that doesn't make it any less natural it, it doesn't mean that like just because humans were producing more carbon di- carbon dioxides in the form of production that they were partaking in they were still producing as it were you're just placing a higher value on let's say trees producing oxygen than you would on the higher value of humans producing whatever technological advancements they came the thing is trees humans chopping trees is significantly is is completely natural the thing is factories what if they're what if they're chopping them but what if they're chopping them at a rate at which they're increasing the carbon monoxide or dioxide levels and they're not allowing the trees to reproduce and produce enough oxygen that is completely unnatural and that's that's a significant issue yes okay and and my my point is is though for you to say that's unnatural that's a naturalistic fallacy you're placing an arbitrary moral value upon what you consider natural and we could keep making that regression down to well at what point did something be, become natural you're saying well when it's producing more than it's destroying well if you actually look at some fundamental laws of the universe we're, we're not um destroying more energy than we're producing because in the bottom line is all that energy is actually there it's just manifested in different forms so we could bring all the way back down to that level and be like well when you take a bunch of logs and you light them on fire, you may have taken their energy and reconstituted it in a way that is, you know, we can never capture that energy again and turn it back into those logs. But that energy still exists within our framework of the universe. It is still a part of the matter within the universe. It is just reconstituted in a way. So we can always, always go all the way down back to that key pinnacle level and say, well, what's natural? What's the natural state or the the the, the existing state of you know, if something can take that state, should it not take that state? Why would you place a higher moral value on one state of energy versus another state of energy? I think you're using, like I said, rule utilitarianism to try to do that. You're trying to make the greater good for humans, but even that is an arbitrary moral value or an arbitrary moral barrier that you're placing. My issue with what you're saying here is you're putting, you're kind of, claiming that I'm putting a value on certain um, certain types of energy. The thing is, there are significant differences in value between these different... I mean, certain energies, certain forms of energy can't convert back like just that's scientifically proven that right, no no i already stated that you just because it takes it it can't be reconstituted but the energy doesn't actually go anywhere like the, but it's still if it doesn't, the but if it doesn't go away if it doesn't go away it's useless it's rendered useless it's there's no point in even recognizing it as energy if you can't use it anymore it's there's not energy. All, there are all kinds of states of energy that are useless to us as human beings Exactly, and we've we, probably we, can't, we, we a haven't lot even of- have we can't even fully manifest the power of the sun for Christ's sake. The only the only sun power we're able to manifest is the shit that got fossilized a couple hundred thousand years ago. We can't even fully figure out the live shit that's coming off the sun from seven seconds ago. We got to retroactivate that stuff. Um, in Sinky there. Sorry to interject. Yeah, I'm I coming. hope so. This is so far off topic. <laughs> I and, know it is. I know. It is. And Listen, like, no, 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 no. It's off not topic for like. I, but uh, but I haven't been trying wrong. to show the fallacy. He's right about the fallacy. Colombian can't see it. Let's see if Na- Nano can illustrate. Okay. It. Okay. But, uh, the, so yeah, I've, I've, like, it's a concession, I've, but I think it's helpful to show the concession. So I've hypothetical right. scenario. So you were saying that the industrial revolution causing global warming essentially makes it unnatural if I understand correctly. 
Yes, what because, if? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So say instead of humans, uh, going and becoming full industrial, we just stayed like small little tribes and stuff, and we didn't mm-hmm. hunt that much. And then in this time, a huge like cows, the number of cows just skyrocketed astronomically, all around the world. And then yep. like the, mm-hmm. the the methane gas and all the gases produced by the cattle, then started mm-hmm. to cause the issues like similar to global warming. Would you consider that to be unnatural? If the cows had naturally bred, the problem, and is, the numbers the problem is that is not something that can happen within this time period and within the within science currently. That's not that's something conjecture. that can happen. That's conjecture. Can you prove to me that no, the I don't cows, know. Wait, the amount wait, of cows in no. the world? That's all you very. Just, that's all Colombian. Very, Colombia, you just reversed the burden of proof. We don't have to prove that to you. It's a hypothetical. You said it couldn't happen. That is the positive claim. You don't have evidence for that. You cannot know that. It is a relevant hypothetical because it investigates the nature of the argument you're making. What he's saying is if you reject the cow argument, you should also reject the argument you were making before. So hypothetically, a bunch of cows are created, are, are introduced to the world, and they provi- they produce levels of chemicals into the air that that i would consider unnatural that is natural yes. because it's animals just exactly which is the, no but the point is that there is nothing technically unnatural about any of it but you're making cows, an arbitrary wait a minute you're making an arbitrary g- give me a sec cows are conscious you're making an arbitrary distinction um based on the intervention of man but the thing that chris is pointing out is that Everything that man does comes from nature, right? So if the n- cows, so you're using the definition of unnatural you're using specifically, I wrote it in the text chat, is you said something that degenerates nature is unnatural. That's not true. That is just not, not true. That is not, not the definition of unnatural. You've spent right? And so like, it's, that's, where the, that's where the appeal to the naturalistic fallacy is hiding is that you think anything that degrades the natural state is inherently bad, and that is a fallacy. And if you don't like the cow argument, then what if there was just like an astronomically high amount of bushfires and volcanic eruptions in a short period? No, I do, like, I, do like on... the, I do like the cow argument because it, I kind of thought of something to go off of with that. The thing is, uh, na- the, the problem with here, I know you kind of already dethroned me, but I just want to say this here. Sure. Um, is he, cows are not conscious enough. Their brains are not quite developed enough to understand that they're like doing to this, this to the world while humans are. We're very obviously knowledgeable yep. enough look, to figure look, out. And we have figured out that we're doing this to the world. Even and if, if we, even, look, even if we accept the intentionality point, it's just not relevant. It is a non sequitur that doesn't contribute to your conclusion because ultimately intentionality does not factor into whether or not something is morally good or bad. Um, what is morally good or bad well, is determined in ways. Yeah, well, mostly um, whether or not something's morally good or bad is determined consequentially, which is exactly what the cow example was supposed to illustrate. Um, so, does anybody have any closing statements on the uh, abortion topic? <laughs> We've gone a little while from abortion. <laughs> um, because uh, I, yeah. I, I can I make one quick closing statement? Sure. That was entirely devil's advocacy. I don't believe shit that I just said. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you have something to say, Nano? Yeah, I, I have a question about the the whole, if they're financially able, they are, like, this is just, like, 
to get your opinion on like where you would stand on this issue. What if they the the mother in question had a career and in order to have the child she would have to leave her career. Would that not make her financially unstable? If indeed she does have to leave her career, you'd have to look at the income that they're taking in without that her career. So let's say she is taking income from a her parents are paying they our parents are willing to pay her the money to take care of the child or she has a spouse or significant other that is has a salary that's capable of taking care of the child then yeah she should be leaving her job to take care of the child or somebody should be leaving their job as long as there is still the possibility or not the po- as long as there is still the the um income that's sufficient enough to take care of the family as long as that income is still coming in yes the child should be so if um, you don't want to have a child and accidentally get pregnant, you have to, like, sabotage your there's life. Another, okay, there's a mistake here, sorry. <laughs> Do you realize... I think we should move from this Someone, one. someone that's... Yeah, bi- yeah. No, we're just, we're just closing up. A so five-month pregnancy is not a child. It's a fetus. Yeah. Oof. Oof. No, you're going to lose me here, Julius. Can't draw that line. What is your point? Where is the part? Where is the part where it becomes a becomes a child from a fetus? Yeah, but what happens? Uh, I I believe that's best left to medical science. But what happens when you can medically grow kids from tubes, like from point one? We're already doing it. We're already doing it with sheep. If I stop for a sec, I actually (laughs) I actually made that point earlier. I said we're not able to predict what it will be like, and it's not relevant to consider Mm. because nobody knows. All right, I concede.